All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back again. It's Thursday, November 19th. I'm here with my good friend, Leo. How you doing during this uh, this international break? Uh, I'm good. It was uh, fun stuff to watch, but at the end of the day, I'm just happy that we got some club matches this weekend and we got some big games, but we got to watch our uh, young USA team play some big matches this past uh, two weeks. Yeah, I think this is our seventh or eighth pit on the pitch pod pod at this point uh, a lot of peas there but we uh very rarely do we get to focus kind of solely on the international team and which is what we're going to do here today uh no Premier League games to talk about uh, as you can tell our page has been a little quiet with the with the picks so we're just going to kind of dive right into this unbelievably young and talented United States squad that we got to witness twice first against Wales and then against uh Panama yeah, so we got to watch, I, I'm pretty sure it might have been the youngest USA squad ever. The uh, average age of the team was just under 22 years old, and we watched teenagers get their first uh, debuts, and we watched, uh, it was multiple teenagers in the starting yeah. lineup, and it was really refreshing to see just a bunch of guys playing at really big clubs overseas making their international debuts. Yeah, uh, looking at the lineup, uh you know, Giorena started the first game, he was 17, and then before the next game, he turned 18 and then scored a goal on a second cap. Um, but there were a lot of a lot of young talent all the way around, and then some faces we've seen before with McKinney and Tyler Adams, and then Brooks and Matt Miazga at the back. Um, overall, for kind of a game summary, in my opinion, I thought that they kind of looked like they lacked leadership, and I know I'm the, the I'm Michael Bradley's biggest hater of all time. I hate that man so much. I think they needed a Michael Bradley in that game a little bit yesterday. Just kind of keep everyone settled and straight. I felt like uh, you know there was almost too much talent on the field. Uh, no one really knew. You know, I don't know. Just kind of watching it, they, I didn't think that they were ever had it. They were ever going to break down Wales at the you know, 75th, 80th minute because I think Wales was more organized, knew who they were a little bit better. But um, as a whole, it was so cool to see so many young guys, a center forward playing for Barcelona, starting for the United States. National team is pretty cool. So, yeah. So in that match against Wales, we had uh, Reina, Conrad De La Fuente, um, Letget. I'm I'm not too yeah. familiar with that yet, guy. I think the double L is Yetget. Yetget. I don't know. Yet yeah, yet. I, I wasn't too familiar with who that was. And then in the midfield, we had the big names with Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, and Yunus Musa. And then out in the back, we had Serginho Dust, Matt Miazga, Anthony Brooks, and Anthony Robinson. And then. In goal, I think for both games was Zach Steffen, yeah, and he's uh, the backup goalie at Manchester City, and it's just good to see all these guys playing. We had so many teenagers and so many guys at big clubs. Eugenio Dust starts at Barcelona, Conrad De La Fuente is at Barcelona, yeah. and then it was just it was just refreshing to see the style of play that we were playing. It wasn't the most exciting game in that Wales game. It, they definitely struggled not having a true number nine at top. I Agreed, felt like yeah, they, let, they needed get, a nine get. earlier. So that was uh, something that I felt like they were lacking. But just seeing the types of runs that these guys were making and the different combinations of passes, it was a lot more up-tempo, high energy, a lot of just good soccer to we were, watch. We didn't have to watch a game with Michael Bradley and Jose Altidore and Alejandro <laughs> Bedoya and all these bang average MLS players we got these young 18 year old kids that run and run and run and are yeah so fast athletic. i mean 
Serginho Dust for uh, right back. I mean that guy. That guy's filthy. Yeah, he's like an so Ajax filthy. street player. Like you can see videos of him doing like panda tricks when he was growing yeah, up. Yeah, he had that nasty mag too. Yeah. Just all around, so refreshing to see. At the end of the day, they struggled to break down Wales, like Patrick was saying. But I'll take a zero-zero draw. Yeah, no, I'll take that with this young team. First time they've all ever played together. A lot yeah. of them had their first caps. Ever. The one one thing that I noticed too is the chemistry was lacking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. The, when the pass was there, the run wasn't there, and when the run was there, the pass wasn't there. So. Those are just kind of things that you get used to the guys that you're playing next to and you get used to the way that they like to play. Yeah, that's, that's perfectly said. I think that they were at times trying to be too creative, trying to create too much like everyone thought You know, they wanted to be the one to break the deadlock, which is what you love to see. There was a sense of urgency, even though it wasn't necessarily guided urgency. urgency. Um, but And then they made six subs, so like a, a lot of different guys got to play. Uh, in that game and any time on that field in an international setting just I'm sure can't say from experience but just seeing the 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 mental toll it takes on you to play you know both these games all the time between international champions league all these different things that these guys are involved in all the travel um it's just it's it's good to have this kind of exposure it's another rung in the belt and it's only going to help them moving forward even if they tied whale zero zero yeah, and uh, one of the things, too, not having any of the MLS players there, a lot of these guys are trying to prove themselves and make it hard for uh, Berhalter to keep them out of the lineup. So just another aspect that you have to think about, all of these guys are really playing for their spots. We got some CONCACAF stuff coming up next year. We got the Gold Cup coming up next year. And Berhalter's going to have some tough choices to make, and... These guys definitely didn't make it easy for them. Yeah. So, we'll hop into Panama. Yeah, it was, it was a boring game at the end of the day, but it just was, refreshing it was cool. to see. Yeah, it was good to see. Tim Weah made a nice little cameo at the end. Yanis came on in that game, and he got the start in the following game against Panama. Had He had the, a, he had the first... No, he missed the chance that went just wider than that. But I thought he put in a good performance. Uh, yeah, up. so in the Panama game, we got uh, a little shaky start. Honestly, at the first 15 minutes, I thought the USA were playing really good. And then Panama finds a way to get a little cross in, and uh, it was a really nice finish by Jose Fajardo. Great run, too. Fajardo had a good game. He put that one just wide. He had two two goals, but he put that one curler that just went wide. Um, he made a nice little run to split the center backs. Miazga didn't see him behind him, and Tim Ream didn't step to him. Uh, that's kind of on Miazga, but it's also on, on, on Reggie Cannon, who I think was playing right back. Like Leo said earlier, not stepping onto the ball. You can't let a guy stop, pick his head up, whip a ball in like that. The guys, they're too good to, you know. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Yeah. If you give someone that much time at this level, they're going to be able to pick out a pass. And I don't know, maybe it was a little miscommunication, but yeah, at the end of the day, Reggie Cannon needs to go step out on that. Just put his head down, you know. Force The guy was making a run to the corner flag. If he puts his head down, he doesn't have that confidence at the time. Pick his head up, play that ball. He slips into that corner, the, the goal probably doesn't happen. So Yeah, but we got a huge response. Yeah. Um, Gio Reyna gets his first goal. Maybe a little lucky, but... It was smart to go down. Kick. It was you know? a smart free kick. Didn't try and do too much. That was a tight wall to bend it over and into. You know, and uh, it seemed like the goalie might have been a little bit impeded by his own wall. He's kind of cheating the other way. So right. a really smart free kick, and he opens up his uh, scoring debut. And then 
from there on out, we scored three goals in eight minutes. So an awesome response to see that. Um, Nicholas Giacchini. Yeah, really good two game goals, out of him. Really good game. And like we were saying with that Wales game, they didn't have that true striker in there for most of the game. And they come out with Giacchini in the starting lineup, and he gets two goals in the first half. And should have had a should have had a hat trick. That Despite, was uh, yeah. unfortunate. That was a really bad penalty kick. Yeah, but, brutal kicked it right at him. Yeah, Gio Reyna wanted to take it, but it's good to see that he wanted to go get that hat trick. And I think he, this he, lineup was much more like traditional. Like everyone played kind of a, like in their normal four three three positions. Last time you saw like Yetget or Musa yeah. kind of switching off at that false nine weird cam position, wasn't working as much. They had it felt like there was a lot more flow, a lot more attacking chances. That could have just been to Panama's lack of defense, but felt very uh, much more natural for when you watched it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things I've noticed from those two games is I think Tyler Adams is going to be the the main Stunt, man in the yeah. midfield. Him and Weston McKinney, they got their spots locked down. They played really awesome, always winning the ball back, just working super Good hard motors, on defense, yeah. great, great motors. motors and. Those guys definitely got their spots locked down. There's no question that those two are the best two midfielders that the U.S. have. And then, you know, Musa is only 17 years old. It's crazy. Um, so one of the things that many people don't know is that he still has the option to play for another country. Because it's, yeah. So that's going to be an interesting thing. I, I'm sure Craig Berhalter saw the way he played and was like, hey, um, come sign this so that you're... Well, he's got to appear squad. He's got to appear in one non-friendly game. So these games didn't mean anything. So he can play as many of these as he wants. It's probably part of the reason he started both of them. Berhalter was trying to jerk him a little bit, say, come over <laughs> here to us, see what we got. Yeah, but so great stuff. That'll be heartbreaking if you we know, lose him. Yeah, that would be tough. He uh, He's 17 years old. He plays at Valencia. He had a really good game against Real Madrid. I think he scored. Yeah, he's uh, like the youngest weekend. youngest goal scorer in La Liga since probably Ansu Fati, or I think it was younger than Ansu Fati. I don't know, something like that. Something something exciting. Yeah, something was, exciting and something to look forward to. Um, and then at the back, Serginho Dest is you could tell that that guy should be at Barcelona. Just the way his touches and his foot skills are and the way he's getting up the pitch. That's something that me and my dad have kind of noticed with just the MLS play and the U.S. men's national team is that our fullbacks don't really get up the field too well. They don't make those overlapping runs enough. And just seeing Serginho Dest doing all of that and whipping balls in was really awesome to see. Yeah, I I mean that's the that's the that's the future of the game is your outside backs or your top playmakers at this point. You know, if you play like Liverpool, these guys are on the pitch to the whipping balls and defend second. And we've always kind of been that flat back four or back three with two wing backs that are mostly you know defensive, not too eager to get up the pitch. But when you got guys as fast as Destin and Anthony Robinson in the first game was flying down the left wing. Yeah. I I, lo- I think a good te- uh, eye test if somebody's going to have a future in soccer is if they can run with the ball at full speed and you know it looked, it, the ball might as well not even be there. That man was running at full speed with the ball, just touch right in front of him every time, every time. And he didn't always have the final product, but his his drive going forward is something we don't haven't seen from uh, Via Fania or whoever our outside backs. The guy who played in four World Cups, no disrespect. <laughs> Shout out him. Um, he was decent. I can't pick remember his name, but 
Yeah, and then uh, they come home with some subs, and we got to see Sebastian Soto. He got his first goal. and uh, Two goals. He got two of them. Yeah, he got two he goals. He got the sixth goal, too. He got the header back across the far post. And then we got to see some other young guys that uh, made their first debuts. Um, was it Richard Ledesma? Is he at Ajax? I'm pretty sure Richard Ledesma plays at Ajax, and he got to make his debut as a teenager as well. Ledesma. Let's look that up real quick. But just all around, great seeing all of these guys make their uh, nah, young. He's at PSV. PSV, PSV Eindhoven. There he is. With uh, Daniel Malin. There's a lot of young talent on that PSV team. So but that's a yeah, good spot for him. What a turnaround of events for him. He just made his first PSV debut uh, maybe two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And he scored in his debut. And then two weeks later, he's making his USA uh, men's debut. So Yet Yet, Yet does play for LA Galaxy. We were for, there is one MLS There's one guy. MLS guy. I, missed, I forgot he plays for Galaxy. Yeah, so the Galaxy didn't make the uh, MLS playoffs. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why he's there. But... Sebastian Soto is on the Norwich Norwich City U twenty three team. He's uh he's I mean maybe he gets he starts getting some looks now too. Yeah, kind of De La Fuente. Um, Ansu Fati picked up an injury for Barcelona and he plays the same position as him. So we're hoping that Conrad can get some uh, game time there at Barcelona. It's so funny that he just goes by Conrad. Yeah, so you would think that he'd like going by De La Fuente. Yeah, it's got a nice ring name, to it, but yeah. I guess he just likes going by Conrad. Uh, yeah. All of his teammates are at Barcelona, just call him Conrad. So he was rocking with Conrad on the back of his jersey. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Conrad um, De La Fuente. <laughs> That would have been so much cooler if he went by De La Fuente. Um, running out at the back, Zach Steffen is the backup goalie at Manchester City. And honestly, I think maybe a move out of Manchester City might benefit him. At the end of the day, it's really nice training with Manchester City. And obviously, he's their number two option and plays when Ederson needs a break. But that game experience is really invaluable and hopefully... Yeah. He can uh, he find his way alone. into a team that's going to use him regularly. I agree. Um, in terms of being a goalie, you're not really training against other goalies. Sure, other goalies are pushing you. Ederson's pushing him, but it's more individually like you're just getting better with the goalie coach, and I'm sure there's loads of great goalie coaches all over the place. Whereas if you're a player and you may not play a bunch, like Bernardo Silva has been playing a bunch, but he's definitely getting better in Man City training. Yeah, Can't necessarily say the same for the goalie. Uh, I think the game experience is vital for Zach Steffen, so if he could find a, a, I mean, he could always push for a loan. I don't know if he'd be interested in that at this point. It's, Ederson's going nowhere. He might just look for a permanent move out of there, um, you know, to a West Ham, a Crystal Palace, or something like that, uh, where he gets game time. And you see what, same's happened for Amy Martinez. He played 10 games, got out of Arsenal for some, for some finally some permanent game time, and he's, I mean, arguably the goalie of the season thus far, so... Game time is invaluable. You can't you can't replace that. You can't fake it. You can't just. <laughs> there's no drill you can do to match the intensity like a of real it. Real game, yeah. But even without fans in the stadium, just imagine when the fans are going to be back. I think about that too. All these people that make their debuts with no fans in the stadium or something. It's got to like, be honestly a little refreshing, though. That, yeah, like takes that, that added pressure is not there. You're just there trying to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah, now now they got to it'll be a little bit more comfortable hopefully next this national team gets together in the World Cup in a couple of years and there's screaming fans everywhere hopefully. Yeah, but overall this was just an awesome experience if 
you guys are still unfamiliar with these guys, definitely look them up. Definitely see what clubs they play for. We got guys on Juventus, Barcelona, Manchester City. We got guys playing in the Premier League. We got guys playing La Liga. Yeah, Leipzig, it's Valencia. I think Bundesliga. Tyler Adams is going to be a big money move soon. He's 21, and he's going to be out of Leipzig pretty soon. Tyler Adams is a stud. He scored that awesome goal in the Champions League quarterfinal to send them through to the semifinal this past year. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Coming forward with this weekend, what do we got this weekend, Leo? This weekend we got some pretty interesting Premier League games that we'll touch base on real All quick. Right. I got it, you ready? We got Chelsea Newcastle 6.30, we got Villa Brighton at 9, and then we got Spurs City at 11.30, good game, and then we got United West Brom at 2. So yeah. that's Saturday slate for us. And then Sunday, overall, this weekend is going to be great. Like you said, we had Spurs and City on Saturday. And then moving on to Sunday, we got a big game for Arsenal against Leeds. Yes, and a really big game for Liverpool and Leicester. So hopefully hopefully my Reds can handle all of this adversity. Uh, another injury we picked up, Jordan Henderson, over the international break. So... Should be some it's interesting game. uh, games. Yeah, Leicester's at the top of the table. It's yeah, it's a huge a game. Tough game. Yeah, I mean, news on the Arsenal side. Apparently, David Luiz punched Danny Ceballos in the face, <laughs> and then Danny Ceballos <laughs> went on Twitter and called it fake. Uh, so <laughs> who knows? My club never fails to surprise <laughs> me. They're a bunch of lunatics. Uh, um, shout out to Bukayo Saka who got his first international cap and the Man of the Match award in their first game for England. Uh, Nineteen years old, so yeah, good for him. Um, another news, uh, Raheem Sterling also picked up an injury, mm. uh, over international break, but I don't think that injury was too serious either, and apparently he still has a chance to play this weekend. Sergio Ramos picked up an injury, came off injured for Spain in that drubbing of Germany, who only had one shot on target, which doesn't make sense, because it's the Bayern, <laughs> I don't get it, I don't know why they can't Real do- quick with, uh, Germany, which is really crazy to think about. Um, they have not been playing well. We'll just touch quickly on that. They got absolutely smoked by Spain. And like Patrick was saying, that's just really weird because, as we all know, Bayern's the best team in Europe right now and have been the past two years. not even close, yeah. And most of those guys are on the German national team, and they, they just haven't really been playing well. Something to keep our eyes on as we get closer to the Euro Cup next summer and then obviously the World Cup uh they got things to figure out with the national team, which doesn't make much sense. But Yeah, I think it's Yogi Lowe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch it enough. I don't know enough. But I think I would put my money on Yogi Lowe. There's a lot of saying, like a lot of talk I'm hearing that he's, you know, very complacent. I'm sure that he would never admit that. But there's there's a sense of complacency. Hopefully this 6-0 drubbing. I think it's the first time Manuel Neuer's ever given up six six goals in his entire career. I think that was the biggest loss yeah. by the German team maybe ever. Yeah, so they, hopefully that was the wake-up call they needed. Yeah, uh, but uh, other than that, that's about all we, got we really Monday wanted games. to talk about. We got Burnley-Southampton. No, Burnley-Crystal Palace and Wolves-Southampton for Monday Prem. That's it. Go ahead. That's uh, And, yeah, that's about it. We just kind of really wanted to fill you guys in on our thoughts on how the national team played and – it's going to be really exciting. Um, we'll see. There's talks that they might have a MLS camp for the national team in December or January where they might schedule uh, another friendly where it'll just be only MLS guys. And if that's the case, that'll be really 
cool to watch, and we'll have to give our comparisons. It's the like more we the said, merrier, bro. Everybody, competition uh, is good for spots. Like we were saying, there's competition for spots with these young guys and these MLS guys. Hopefully, they get the chance to prove themselves and put the pressure on Craig Bearhalter to really solidify who he thinks is going to be his 23 guys for the next two years. You can't really worry about the media and what they think. He's really got to just pick his guys and roll with it. And once he does, hopefully he gets his decisions right. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, short episode this week, but you know, we got through everything we need to get through. Just touch base with everybody. Uh, keep an eye out on the Twitter page. We'll probably have some picks coming for this weekend. Um, other than that, we will talk to you guys next week when we got some Premier League action to talk about. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. And like Patrick said, keep a lookout for our Twitter, and we'll have our episode out next week. So thank you. Peace.